Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. Hope you're all having a beautiful, beautiful day. I feel cozy as fuck because I have just realized that in my new place, because of where my computer is set up and where my bed is set up, I can actually record this like laying in bed, (laughs) completely lounging out. Uh, yeah, so that's changed my life. (laughs) And I also feel like sharing stories about intimate men that I have invited into my bed from my bed uh, is an interesting concept, dynamic. So, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe some of that hot bay savage energy will flow freer out of me. Um, while we record cozy in my sheets. (laughs) So over the past few weeks, I have gotten back into actively trying to date. I think as I've mentioned, I had taken a bit of a break and now feel just like I'm in a really good headspace and heart space to start dating again and would also like to regularly be getting railed. (laughs) So yeah, I've been trying to find Someone who I can spend some time with on a somewhat regular basis while the world is still completely fucked. Um, So I've gotten back on Tinder, back on Hinge, and you know that's always a great time. (laughs) We all love the the game of swiping. So I've met a few people either virtually or distanced with masks, whatever, like a couple guys who are vaccinated, which is pretty awesome. It makes things a little bit easier. I have mentioned in the past how much I enjoy first dates. I have a lot of fun with first dates. And I that is one thing that I was missing in my dating break was just the excitement of connecting with someone new. So I've really enjoyed that over the past few weeks as I've had a couple of first dates. Um, and they've all been pretty great. Uh, like they haven't, I still don't, it's not like I have a COVID boyfriend yet. Like, yeah, I haven't necessarily nailed down a quarantine cutie yet. But it's been nice to have some really, really great dates. I'm going into these dates a lot more open-minded. And I'm trying not to let the piles of disappointment from the past uh, color how I view future dating opportunities. So I'm just feeling optimistic. I'm feeling cautiously optimistic. I'm feeling hopeful. I And I really think because I've just missed connecting with new people and getting to know someone new, I am looking at it with a mindset that even if it's not a match or even if it's not, if he's not the one for now, um, I'll probably have a really nice time. And I've been having a really nice time. So as I'm getting back into dating and realizing it's obviously a very different world dating right now, I am finding myself more and more feeling nostalgic of the stories of the past. It's interesting when I reflect back upon one-night stands. I understand that one-night stands, they're not good. I understand that one-night stands are not good. I understand that the sex isn't usually very good. Normally there's too much alcohol involved, so performance is low. But you know what? There was a time in my life where I fucking loved one night stands, okay? And yeah, is that necessarily like a really, really good thing? Like, I don't know. I feel this weird sense of like personal slut-shaming garbage that's baked into me likely from my Christian past that 
Like, I can't be proud of one-night stands and that there's something about it. And I don't, I don't want to come across, like, ticking off notches on my bedpost. Like, yeah, I've fucked a lot of people, okay? <laughs> and yeah, I've kept track and I have a list and I know my number. It doesn't mean I'm a monster. It means I like sex and I am organized, okay? <laughs> I like systems. Anyways. I've been reflecting a lot about one night stands and I honestly kind of fucking miss one night stands. And in a way, like if I just look at chatting with someone for a few weeks and then going on a date and then we end up fucking and then they ghost me, that's like a non-consensual one night stand in a way, right? Fuck, I don't know. I miss one night stands where both parties know that's what it is. I miss going to a bar, getting drunk, telling a man I want to fuck him, and taking him home. And I really feel like that view is personally conflicting because the sex is not going to be great. But I really think I've gotten so good at satisfying myself that I can make sex pretty good for me with most people. I have no problem, like, introducing, like, especially if I'm at my house, like, bringing toys into the game or personal manual assistance. That's a part of what it is. So I think either way, I'm going to get off at least a few times. And if it's with some hot stranger, yeah. Like, it can be fun and it can be exhilarating. And I kind of miss like going out and being a hoe with one of my girlfriends and just taking home someone hot. So let's chat about some of my favorite one night stand experiences from the past. (laughs) So the best place to have one night stands is any city than the one you live in, okay? (laughs) Having one night stands in your own city or your own neighborhood, not as safe of an option because there is a likelier chance that you'll run into them. That's why one night stands on vacations or while you're traveling uh, or, I don't know, your hometown when you go back home for holidays. Those one night stands are safer options because there is a very, very, very low chance you'll ever see this person again. And that's what it's about. Have a great night together, have some really wonderful sex, and then never see them again. (laughs) That's the plan. That's the plan. And unfortunately, Toronto being a big city isn't that big. And uh, yeah, I have run into people I have had one night stands with multiple times. And unfortunately, when it was a one night stand that the other person wished it was an ongoing situation, it's a little bit awkward when they just continue to watch your Instagram stories every day. (laughs) So yeah, I would encourage if you want to pursue more one night stands in the future, once we can travel, Have a whole bunch of awesome one-night stands while you're traveling. So today we're going to go through some of my favorite out-of-town one-night stand stories. The first one we'll talk about is when I was in London, England. So there was this bar, fuck, I can't remember what it was called. It had blue in it in the title or moon something, blue moon something. I had been in London kind of visiting Marcus, who, if you listen to the episode, was one of the major breakups in the past. 
and also just seeing London because I'd never been before. I spent 10 days there. Really, really incredible trip. And uh, yeah, I fucked a bunch of hot London men when I was there because Marcus and I were no longer seeing each other. He was in a new relationship. So I was frequenting this bar when I was staying in an Airbnb in Shoreditch. And this super, super cute, uh, like ginger bartender was working there. And he, he wasn't from London. He was Australian. And so super cute accent. So he had a big beard, uh, red hair, pretty built kind of guy, like a little bit taller. But this like baby face. He was absolutely adorable. Uh, I think he was like early 20s. He was quite young, but he came across very sure of himself. And I found that really attractive. So I had spent a bunch of my time in London on my own. So I was in there one night quite late and I was kind of wandering around looking for a place to have a drink and I found it open and they had pizza so I ended up stopping in and I got some pizza and had a couple of drinks and chatted with him just a little bit and then this other very drunk woman ended up sitting with me and we kind of chatted and I stayed for a couple hours and then I went home and I had thought about making a move that night, but I just, I wasn't really, like I hadn't had enough to drink. It was a pretty chill night. So I decided, I had told him that I was just in town for these few days and I asked him what other nights he was going to be working and he was working two nights later. So I told him I'd, I'd likely come back and say, hey. And yeah, he encouraged me to. He's like, I'd love to see you again. We'd exchanged names and chatted a little bit because it was a pretty quiet bar. So two nights later, I had a couple of drinks at another bar. I, I like popped into a couple of different bars got myself a little bit ready and I, I looked hot. I like wore something a little bit low cut, a little bit of cleavage, a little bit of red lipstick. And I showed up there around nine. Um, so as soon as I walked in, his eyes lit up a little bit, which was really exciting. And he said how great it was to see me again. I had a seat right at the bar and there was only a couple other people sitting around the bar. So we were able to kind of have a bit of a conversation. And Throughout the night, it kind of got busier and then it slowed down and he started making me like personalized cocktails and we just started getting to know each other a little bit more and it was so much fun. And as the night went on, kind of hung out with other people who were at the bar, like met some new people, had some really fun conversation, lots of laughs. And as it was getting later, we were getting flirtier and flirtier and I was like, okay, I am fucking this man tonight, a hundred percent. So I was kind of like waiting for an in and figuring out how to kind of make my move. And it was getting late and he was kind of getting ready to close out the bar. And so I said, hey, um, do you want to fuck later? Because <laughs> I just, you know what, I just am straight to the point. And he was like, whoa, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I just need to close up the bar. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fine. So he said there was this bar across the street called Red Room or something. And he's like, go across the street and have another drink and I'll meet you over there in like a half an hour. I was like, okay, sounds good. So I went over to this other bar and had a beer and he showed up a little bit later and um, he, he looked so excited, <laughs> which was really quite sweet. And so we stopped in at this little convenience store and got a bottle of Prosecco and he had brought a leftover pizza and we went back to my Airbnb and fuck, it was so much fun. We, we just ate pizza and drank wine and then fucked. And yeah, it wasn't very great. He was kind of fumbly. Like, I don't know, maybe he just didn't have a lot of experience or he was nervous. I'm not sure. But 
it helped that like he hadn't been drinking all night because he was working. He'd had some drinks, but but not a lot. So performance wasn't a problem. Um, but yeah, it was really really fun. He ended up staying over, um, and then yeah, we just like <laughs> ate the leftover pizza in bed in the morning and fucked one more time, and then he went home, and I never saw him again. And it was really really a fun experience. Uh, the next one I'll talk about was when I was back home in Guelph. That's where I grew up. And I was out at this bar. There's these two bars that are downtown called Doogie's and Pablo's, and they're connected. And there's often really great cover bands that play there. Shout out to the Hot Carls, if anyone has heard of that band. I was out one night, and it was a great night. I was back in town just for the weekend. It... I forget what holiday it was. I think it was in the summer, so I, I don't really exactly remember why I was there. And I was out with a girlfriend. We were kind of getting caught up and decided to go dancing. So when I came back home for this weekend, I was staying in an Airbnb. I wasn't staying with family. So I had intended to try to sleep with someone. <laughs> um, because there's something about hooking up with someone in your hometown that feels nostalgic. And it's, I think for me... Because I didn't really become a hoe until I moved to Toronto. Uh, it was really like just before I moved to Toronto that my husband and I had opened up a relationship and we started seeing other people. And so I didn't have a lot of quality hoe time in Guelph. And I think I, I feel like I missed out on it a little bit because there's like small town hookups are different. And like part of it's horrible because you'll, you'll literally see everyone all the time. But there's something fun about it. And there's also that chance that you could like hook up with someone who you knew once from the past, right? Like just, I don't know. There's something about it that's nostalgic and fun and different. And I was out there one night and I saw this guy who I had known from a previous job. He had been dating one of my coworkers. So I'd seen him at Christmas parties and it's just like maybe I'd see a couple of times a year, but he was very handsome. Kind Kind of like a Prince Charming look to him. Like, uh, like kind of tall, like tously, dirty blonde hair and like kind of built. I think he played football, like yeah, very, very good looking guy. And so I saw him at this bar and we we're dancing and it was like, it felt a little bit like one of those slow motion moments where like things slow down a bit and you like lock eyes across the crowd. Uh, and so he came right up to me and he, he knew my name, which was immediately I was like shit like you actually remember who I am and he just said that I looked great and that it was it was nice to see me and I kind of asked how I was doing and so we kind of started getting caught up kind of on the dance floor like yelling at each other through the noise and he asked if I could if he could get me a drink and I like immediately ignored my friend and I felt really bad I like I apologized to her the next day I was like hey I'm sorry I kind of dipped but it was fun and exciting and he was cute okay so we ended up getting drunk and dancing together like all night and it was super hot. Um, we had really great chemistry. It was quite electric and that was really exciting. So we danced for a few hours and then he was just like, he's like, I'm taking you home, right? <laughs> Ugh. And I can even now just remember dancing with him and him like pulling me close to his waist and like whispering that in my ear. So I'm taking you home, right? And I was like, fuck, obviously. <laughs> So he said that he had a place not that far from downtown. So we left and I found my friend, apologized again, gave her 20 bucks so she could take a cab home and uh, and him and I left. And 
so we walked to his place, which was just outside of downtown, and as we're getting, and it was cute, like, we were, like, holding hands, and kind of, like, stopping to make out every so often, and it was really, really good, and so we get to this house, and I was like, oh, like, this is your place, and he's like, oh, no, actually, um, because I'm, like, he was a contractor, he's like, I'm just working on this place, so I'm crashing in the basement, and I was like, oh, okay, like, that's cool, so we go around to the side of this house, and go down into the basement, and honestly, babes, this is the sketchiest basement I've ever seen. So it's an unfinished basement, okay? It's not like he's staying in, like, a nice room or even has a bed. I shit you not. There's this, like, dingy couch. There is no lights. Like, it was so fucked. <laughs> like, immediately as I got here and I'm, like, walking down the stairs into the sketchy basement, I was like, uh, hold on. This is where I get murdered, Right? uh, what? And because I'd known him, I'd known him for years and not personally, but I feel like at the time that was like, okay, this is actually fine. Like he's just, he just lives in this place. And like, yeah, I understand in retrospect, red flags, probably should have got the fuck out of there. But oh my God. Yes. The setting was trash. Yes. It was this really weird couch in this dark basement that felt a little bit like squatting, but holy fuck babes. The sex was so fun. He had a enormous penis. <laughs> he was very experienced. He very vigorously went down on me, and that was all super fucking great. So yeah, weird location, quite sketchy, slightly uncomfortable, super hot sex with a super hot babe, and that was pretty great. One night stands. Uh, I did not sleep over, obviously. <laughs> he called me a cab. It's like, okay, also maybe figure your life out. The next time I was in Guelph, he texted me because I think I had posted something and he saw that I was going to be around. And I was like, do you still live in a hole in the ground? <laughs> so no, I didn't hook up with him again. That ended up just being a one night stand, but it was pretty great. Okay, the last story I'll share today is going to be about, it was a hookup that was in Toronto, but it was before I lived here. So this was just like the minute I became a hoe. Okay, so as just a baby hoe, I probably slept with less than a dozen people. I was still quite inexperienced, but I was excited. And so I was in Toronto for a conference uh, for work. And this was this conference that happened within the fitness industry every summer. And it was always just a ridiculous weekend. Seminars you can go to and courses you can take and then a trade show. And then there's parties. And there was always like a big gala and Everyone gets wasted and everyone fucks everyone and it's just this debaucherous weekend that the fitness industry does every summer and I came to have a lot of fun on these weekends and going away and being in Toronto, newly allowed to be a hoe, uh, as my husband and I had opened things up, I was prowling a little bit, like trying to have a fun experience. So I was out with a coworker slash friend and... We had left a party and we're gonna, so we had been out dancing at a bar with a bunch of coworkers and I really, really didn't wanna sleep with anyone else I worked with. That was, at the time my husband and I had kind of had that as a rule, um, which ended up going out the window later, but at the time the goal was not to sleep with coworkers. So I was like, let's leave this party, let's go out to a bar somewhere so we can just meet some other hot people and I can probably get laid tonight. So we went to this other bar. 
we stayed there for a couple hours and had a bunch of drinks and it was a really fun night but I just wasn't connecting with anyone and I just didn't really think it was in the cards so we were on our way back to this hotel that we were staying at and we ended up walking past these two cute guys who were like sitting on this stoop out front of an apartment building and they just kind of said hey as we walked by and they were they looked like they were in their mid-20s and they were good looking and they were just having a couple of drinks like sitting on the stoop so they asked us how we were doing and we started chatting with them a little bit and they had a little cooler behind them and they had some more drinks so they asked if we wanted to stop and have a drink so yeah I was like fuck it this is cool is this what life is like in Toronto like yeah I'm here for this so we were also pretty dressed up because we had been at this big party so like we looked smoking hot so I think they were just like yeah like what can we do to keep you here so they pulled out a couple of beers for us so we sat down and had a beer and it was really fun and we just we were each kind of talking about like what we did and what our jam was and we talked about the evening and why we were in the city and they were uh, these two guys who lived in Toronto their whole life and had been friends forever and they just seemed very much like like Toronto guys to me and at the time that was like Toronto was so cool and it was like I wanted to live here and they were just these like cool fucking Toronto guys <laughs> and I was like yeah we should have sex with these people <laughs> uh, so we had a beer and then we ended up like splitting another one each because they didn't have much more on them and so we kind of partnered off so I sat with one of the guys and then my friend sat with the other guy and started getting a little flirty or whatever and so when we finished those drinks, they had said, like, hey, we have more upstairs. Do you want to go up and have another drink? Now, when this invitation came out, I was immediately like, okay, is this a bad idea? There was a part of me that, like, not being from Toronto, like, being a small-town girl, I was like, are we getting set up to get murdered? Um, like, is this a good idea? So we put a couple safeties in place. So we got, like, their full names and their address and their phone number and, like, texted them to friends who were also in the city um, like, I t honestly took a picture of the guy's driver's license. <laughs> like, I was like, look, I just am trying to not get worn as a skin suit. <laughs> so um, this is just going to make me feel more comfortable. And they were super accommodating. They're like, yep. And they're also like, no pressure. If you don't want to go up, we can just go get us more beers. And I was like, no, no, like, let's go upstairs. This sounds fun. Because they had said that they had a rooftop patio. And I was like, yeah, that also sounds like a great time. Let's check that out. So we go upstairs, super cute apartment. And immediately the one guy like pulls my girlfriend like into his room and I was like okay bye enjoy the sex so this guy asks if I want to go up onto the rooftop so he grabs us a couple more beers and we go upstairs and the roof was awesome <laughs> it was exactly what I expected Toronto rooftop patios to be like and it had these just like cushioned kind of couches and you could see the CN tower and it just felt magical so we started making out, and I was just fucking feeling these vibes. The, like, warm summer air on this rooftop. This hot Toronto man just, like, ravishing my body. It was, it was so good. It was so hot. And I was just like, yeah, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. So we fucked on the roof, and that was really fun. And I was, like, loud because I didn't care. And it was on the roof. Like, it was so cool. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty fucking awesome experience. And we ended up... I was getting kind of cold, so we came back inside, went into his room, started having sex again, and then the door just opens, no knocking, and it's my friend, and she's like, hey, I think it's time to get out of here, and I was like, okay, so this guy's literally still inside me, and I was like, thank you for the orgasms, I'm gonna go, uh, and, we, and I grabbed my stuff and got dressed, and we left quite hurriedly, and I just didn't ask questions, because she was like, hey, it's time to go, and I was like, yeah, that's fine, 
And yeah, it turns out the guy really wanted to do anal and she didn't, and he was getting kind of weird. So I was like, yeah, we're going to go. So all in all, uh, a fucking incredible experience. And at the time was just like, it felt like a movie. Like this is not real life that I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Those three experiences are men that I will not see again. And they were a lot of fucking fun. So babes, sometimes one night stands are okay. I think that they should be, it should be clear that both of you know it's a one night stand. If we're trying to have integrity, <laughs> uh, don't fuck someone and then ghost them. Don't be, just don't, just don't do that. Okay. It's not good. It's not good for anyone. All right, babes, we're going to wrap things up. This has been a fun, a little sexy, ridiculous trip down memory lane from weird basement bangs to hot rooftop fucks and picking up hot bartenders. These are the things that, that I like to do. One day in the future, we will all be able to get back to one night stands. And I don't know about you, babes, but I'm going to be a hoe. I'm going to make up for some of this last time and we're going to build a lot more really fucking wonderful memories with hot men or hot people. It's going to be great. Hope you're all staying hopeful out there. I know this lockdown upon lockdown upon lockdown garbage is tiring and sad and lonely, but we're here virtually together in this babe cave of love. And I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you and I also fucking appreciate anyone who's listening in. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at BaySavageXO. I will have another episode here next weekend. And if you have a really great one-night stand story, DM me. Send me an email. Yourplaceormindto at gmail.com with your absolute best one-night stand story. And the next time we do a one-night stand episode, maybe I'll share your story. Or maybe I'll have you on the podcast to share it yourself. Thanks for listening, babes. See you soon.